0: Awesome. I I love hearing uh, Morgan's story of transformation, and I got to talk to her a little earlier today, and it was so fun. I talked to her out in the hall. You know what Morgan is here doing today? She's serving and volunteering, helping other people get baptized today. I love that because that really is, as Jeannie said, what we're all about here is we want to see people enter into a transforming relationship with Jesus. Everyday ordinary people like you who are going to publicly mark that they're Uh, way is the way of Jesus to to put on display, to outwardly put on display the inward uh, transformation that's occurred in their life. Today is a very, very special day and I'm so glad that you're here or if you're watching online. My name is Jarrett Stevens. I'm one of the lead pastors here today and we are all about that celebration of baptism, outward display of our inward transformation. As I was preparing for our time together here today, Uh, I thought about how we already do that in so many different ways of our life, how we like to put on display what matters most to us, what we really value, right? You think about uh, the way that we do that. Like you think about if you see someone on the L or you see someone in an elevator and they have a hat on of a team that you love or a shirt on of a team that you love, right? You don't even know that person, their story, but you can give them a little yeah, I got you. Yeah, I know. You're like, we're in this together. Or maybe they have the hat or shirt of a team that you don't like, and they get that judgmental eye roll from from you. You already have judgments about them. You don't even know them. But just because of how they're outwardly displaying who they are, what they're into, what they're all about, we make our judgments, right? Because we love to put that stuff out there to the world. We do it in so many different ways. Sports is probably one of the biggest ways that our city does that. I mean, there's a bunch of folks here today wearing Bears gear. They're ready for it, right? We had someone uh, show up to one of our earlier gatherings in all Packers gear, We send them straight to the prayer hall. We're like, you didn't, there's, yeah, work some stuff out with Jesus first before you come in. I mean, everyone's accepted, but come on, you're pushing it here. Uh, So, you know, like we do that, right, with the the teams that we love, you know, the Hubs hats, like anything. You can just kind of like go, yeah, this is what I'm about. This is who I'm for. This is what I'm into. So you think about how Chicago does that. Like, I want you to look at, this is just a typical person at Soldier Field on game day for the Bears. Like, to our city, this is normal. It's like, yeah, that's right. That's exactly what you do when you show up there. And for those of you who are Bears fans, thank you for showing some restraint today and not actually wearing that outfit uh, to church. I don't know if you remember this fan from years ago. He got a little hashtag, hashtag sad bear. Uh, He is a Bears fan that has suffered long suffering with the Bears. And this was a sad, sad day for our team, but we're praying that he doesn't return uh, this year. So we do it with sports, right? We love to say what we're into, who we're for, all that kind of stuff. Um, but we do it in lots of other ways, too. You do it with the music that you're into. You want other people to know the music that you love, right? That's why when you're at a concert, you'll pay $45 for a Beyonce t-shirt, which is a ter- it's actually a terrible fabric, but you'll pay $45 for it because you want everyone to know that who's the queen. Like, you want them to know that you are with and for Beyonce, right? We do that if, if you have a tattoo. That's what that is. That's you kind of outwardly putting on sleigh something that matters, something about you for everyone else To see, Maybe it's a name of someone or maybe it's a date that's significant to you, a verse or just a moment that you want to mark publicly for everyone else to see. Sometimes, sometimes though, our love of music and our love of tattoos collide in glorious harmony and they give us moments like this that I found while researching this week. Yeah, I want to let that settle in for you just a little bit here. That's a real man's leg. That's a real in sync tattoo on that man's leg. Somewhere in 2001, a frat bro's was like, "I wonder who is ever gonna get an in sync tattoo." And his buddy said, "It's gonna be me," and he did. And he actually, literally, he literally did. And he is going to be put into a casket one day with an in sync tattoo on his like, Do you see the lengths that we'll go to just to show people what we're actually into, or how we'll publicly put that out there? I think in a less extreme sort of way, I think of uh, even this, this ring that I, that I wear. During our family break in August, Gene and I uh, celebrated 22 years of marriage together. It's a big deal. Wow. Praise God for that. Like, it's been a lot of work. And every day for the last 22 years, I've worn the ring. I've worn an outward expression of who matters to me, that I belong to someone else. There's not another item of clothing that I've worn for 22 years straight. This is the only thing that I've worn for 22 years because I want everyone to know, yeah, I I belong to someone. This is someone I share my life with. Do you see how we have lots of different ways that we actually do that? Why do we do that? Why do we like to do that? I think it's because we actually, we know that we want to mark what matters most. There's just something in us that marks what matters most, whatever it may be, whether it's a jersey that you wear or a tattoo that you have or a ring that you wear, we mark what matters most. We don't ever want to forget it, and we want everyone else to know about it, which is what brings us to baptism today. That's actually what this is all about. Baptism is how we mark what absolutely matters most. It's how we outwardly express, like all those other things we just talked about, it's how we outwardly express inward transformation, It's a symbol, it's a practice, it's an invitation that's actually existed for 2,000 years. Think about that. For 2,000 years, people have been publicly displaying, marking a moment of inward transformation. Now, I want you to think about maybe the sports teams that you're all about. How many of them have ever had a 2,000-year dynasty? None of them, right? Or the bands that you want everyone to know that you're into? Like, what band has made it 2,000 years? I mean, the Rolling Stones are close, but they're not quite like that's a significant thing that for 2000 years, people literally all over the world have been putting on display, have been marking what matters most to them by getting baptized. So today I thought it'd be important for us to look at why it is that people are baptized and when did it actually all begin and what does it mean to you to me specifically today? So to do that, I want you to grab a Bible and open to Matthew chapter 3. Everyone can grab a Bible because there should be a Bible right under your seat. I want you to reach under and grab that. And you can turn in the Soul City Bible, you can actually turn to page 784. That will get you to Matthew chapter 3. I want us to look at the significance of baptism and how we got here and why it's so important that you are here today. Now, let me give you some context into Matthew chapter Three. This is at the very beginning of what we call Jesus' public ministry. This is right before the last three years of his life. This is before he had done any teaching. This is before he had performed any miracles. This is before he healed anyone. This was before the cross, before the empty tomb. He had a few followers that were kind of hanging around with him, uh, but he hadn't done anything that, that comprises the bulk of the gospel accounts. But there was one, however. There was a person who was saw it as their mission to prepare people for Jesus, to prepare people for the one who was to come. And it was actually Jesus' cousin, John. He was out in the wilderness, the Jordan River, and he was baptizing people as an act of repentance and uh, preparation for the one who was to come. Now, this is significant because I want you to get this. This is where it all started because we don't have any other historical or biblical accounts of anyone baptizing anyone. As far as we know, John was the first person to do this. There were sort of ceremonial like washings or purifications that people do, but often that was done in the temple or in private. This was out in the open in the public, and thousands of people were coming to be baptized as an act of repentance and preparation for the one who was to come, God's promised Messiah, God's own son. And so John is out there baptizing people, telling them, be ready, be ready, be ready. And then it happens. Jesus shows up there at the river. Let's look at Matthew chapter 3, verse 13. It says this, Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan, to the Jordan River, to be what? To be Baptist. baptized. Okay, 1230, listen to me. I love you all. Like, really, you're one of my favorite gatherings in the whole world. So when I pause, that's your chance to speak that next word back. It's not, I haven't lost my place. I got like notes up here. But when I pause, you say the next word. Does that make sense? And I, I tell you this all the time. Couldn't be easier. It's an open book test and the answers are on the board. So when I pause, all you got to do is just say the next word. And I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. So like you will not fail at this. Okay, let's try this again. Uh, So Jesus came uh, from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized. There we go. See, there it is. This is where we first see it happen, to be baptized by John. Now, this is interesting. Jesus comes to be baptized by his cousin, John. And John recognizes Jesus, not only as his cousin, but he sees about him that this is the long-awaited Messiah. In fact, he tells the whole crowd there, behold, the Lamb of God, the one who takes away the sin of the world. John's basically like, remember everything I've been telling you? Here he is. And Jesus walks in the water and you can imagine John getting ready to be baptized by Jesus. But Jesus came to be baptized by John. So verse 14, what does John try to do? Tries to stop him. John tried to deter Jesus by saying, no, 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 no. I need to be baptized by you. And why do you? You come to me. No, you got this wrong. I need to be baptized by you. You're not just my cousin. You are the savior of the world. But Jesus goes on to say in verse 15, Jesus replied, no, John, let it be so. Let this happen. It's proper. It's right for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. This is all a part of God's big plan. And I love this next sentence. Then John consented. He's like, all right, Jesus, you win. Kind of gives up and says, all right, Jesus, you win. Now what's Jesus doing here? Why is it important? Remember, John's baptism is one of repentance and preparation. Did Jesus need to repent of any sin? No. Did he need to prepare for himself to be there? No, he was already there. He didn't have to do either of those things. What Jesus was doing was validating John's message like submitting himself to saying this man's message is accurate. He is right. The Messiah has come. So he's validating John's message that he's been preaching to anyone who will listen about repentance and the coming Messiah preparation. And so Jesus validates that and says the time has actually come now. So John baptizes Jesus. And then something absolutely amazing happens. Only place in the Bible where this happens. Verse 16, Matthew 3:16. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up or came up out of the water and at that moment heaven was opened. What does that even mean? I have no idea. But it was so significant that people noticed heaven opening up and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting or resting on Jesus. And at the same time, a voice from heaven said, This is my son, whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. Now, several significant things are all happening in this moment. First of all, this is the only place in the entire Bible where you see a physical representation or manifestation of all three members of the Trinity at one time. There's no other place in the Bible where that happens, where you physically, heaven opens up and a dove comes down and like rests on Jesus, symbolizing that this man is about peace. This is the Prince of Peace, resting on the authority of Jesus and a voice from heaven, God himself speaking audibly, so much so that every person who records this account records exactly the same thing that God said about Jesus. And what's significant about this is that this was before, remember a second ago, this is before Jesus had done anything. This is before any miracles, any teaching, any healing. God says these words, this is my son. Could have said anything in this moment. This is my son, whom I love. I am so pleased with who he is. Just as Jesus had validated John, God is now validating Jesus and saying, this is my son, whom I love as he is. I am so pleased with who he is. Well, this is a powerful moment. And at this moment, some of John's disciples saw Jesus and saw the significance of this moment and said, "Uh, we're going to start following him now. They like took off their aprons, put them on the counter, and started following Jesus in that moment. But some of John's disciples stayed with John. Some of the guys that worked with him there, helping baptize all these people, stayed with John. Shortly after this moment, in fact, John was arrested. There was a king who uh, wanted to please a woman that he was in love with. It's a very complicated story. And she said, I want John the Baptist's head on a platter. I don't like this message. He's a threat. It's all about repentance and coming to God. And so this king had John arrested and ultimately executed shortly after this moment. And so some of those followers that had stayed, those disciples of John's that had stayed with him, began to spread out, moved away from the city, and kept on the ministry of John, kept baptizing people as an act of preparation and repentance. And it literally, as we're going to see in a moment, they spread all over the known world doing that. Well, Jesus, having experienced his own baptism moment, has a moment with his disciples at the very end of this book, the Gospel of Matthew. I want you to turn all the way to the end of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28. It's on page 811 in the Soul City Bible. We're going to jump all the way to the end now of Matthew, Matthew 28. It's on page 811. Jesus now takes this movement of baptism that was beginning to spread, not first by his disciples, but by John's disciples. And then he says, Jesus says to his disciples, I actually now want you to baptize as well. This is after Jesus had been crucified, after he was raised by God from the dead. Right before he ascends to heaven, he gives his highly unqualified followers their marching orders. He says this, Matthew 28, 18. Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples. Just like I've done with you. Go and make disciples of all nations. What's the next words? Of all nations doing what? baptizing. Great job, 1230. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded to you. So basically, what you've seen me do, I want you to do with others. And I love this promise that Jesus gives them. And surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. I will always be with you. Now, this is probably very confusing for them. He'd already been crucified. He'd already come back from the dead. Now he's about to literally ascend up into heaven. He's like, don't worry, I'll be with you. What they couldn't understand is what he was referring to was the Holy Spirit, which was about to come. Where Jesus had been with them up to this point, now he was going to be in them through the power of the Holy Spirit. But his marching orders are clear. I want you to go and tell anyone and everyone about who I am and what I've done this message is for all people. And anyone who says yes to God's outrageous gift of grace, then the next yes is baptism. You want to baptize them right there in that moment. You got to baptize folks who say that is the first yes of obedience after saying yes to me. And that's what they begin to do. They began to baptize people. In fact, this had grown so much that just a few short years later, this practice of baptism had become so central and a part of what it means to say yes to Jesus that Saul had his own conversion. Saul was a religious leader that was out to shut down this movement of Christ followers, people of the way. And so he was having them arrested. He was having them tortured and even in some cases executed, but he has a radical conversion moment where he is floored and he says yes to Jesus. And the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 9 that Paul himself then was baptized. So this became a practice where they knew if someone says yes to Jesus, baptism is their next yes. So now Paul begins this ministry, just as Jesus had commanded his first followers. Now Paul, after being converted from Saul to Paul and having this new mission, is telling people all about Jesus and people are getting baptized. And in fact, Paul comes across some folks doing something similar to that, but missing a key ingredient. And it's found in Acts chapter 19. I want you now to jump ahead. This is the last passage we'll look at, Acts chapter 19. And you can actually find that on page 901. So just a little ways ahead, turn to page 901 in the Soul City Bible, and that'll get you to Acts chapter 19. Paul is now several years into his ministry. And in fact, as we're about to see hundreds of miles from Jerusalem, from Galilee, from the area where Jesus' ministry took place. He's there and he comes across some other disciples baptizing people. Look what happens. Acts chapter 9, verse 1. While Apollos, which was a ministry partner of Paul's, was at Corinth, Paul took the road through the interior and arrived at another city, Ephesus. There he found some disciples... And he saw what they were doing, and he saw how they were baptizing people. And so he asked them, "'Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? When you said yes, did you receive the Holy Spirit?' And look at, I love their answer. "'No,' they answered. "'We have not even heard that there is a Holy Spirit.'" what are you talking about, man? Like, we're out here baptizing people for repentance, and you're asking us about the the holy. What now? Like, they had no idea. Paul's like, okay, hold up, hold up, hold up. I see what you're doing. It feels right, but it feels like something's missing. Did you have the Holy Spirit? They're like, no, no, no. Clearly, they had not been reading the church's emails. They had no idea that the Holy Spirit had come, and that was now how God lived in us. And yet, here they still were, carrying out, as we're about to see, an old way of baptizing. Verse 3, so Paul asked them, then what baptism did you receive? How were you baptized? John's baptism. Remember, that was the baptism of preparation and repentance, they replied. So Paul brings them up to speed. He says this, John's, okay, he's like, got it, got it, this makes sense now. John's baptism was one of repentance. He told the people to believe in the one coming after him, that is in Jesus And on hearing this about Jesus, that he'd actually come and all that he had done, they were baptized right then and there in the name of the Lord Jesus. Isn't that powerful? Paul goes, okay, I see what you're doing. You're still about preparation. This baptism that we do now is about declaration. You're still baptizing people for repentance. We baptize people to acknowledge that God has already made the way through the death and resurrection of his own son, Jesus. Jesus. I got what you're doing. That's the old way. This is the new way. We baptize in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit because of who Jesus is and what he has actually done. And then boom, right there, they're baptized. They don't need to fill out a form online. They don't need to take a class. They don't need to hear an awesome sermon like this one. Just right there, they hear that Jesus is the one. He has done it all. And they go, that's what we want. We want that to be our way. That We, we were John's disciples. We want to be disciples of Jesus now. And right there, they're baptized. I love that. Isn't that awesome? They don't hesitate. They don't wait. They just say yes to the way of Jesus. They make him their way. And then they're baptized right there in that moment. That's really what baptism is. That's what it's really all about. Is that Baptism is how you display that Jesus is your way. That's what baptism is. It's how you display that Jesus is your way. If you said, yes, 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 I want to make Jesus my way, then baptism is the next step. We spend so much time and so much effort and so much energy putting on display things that will ultimately fade away. No team that you're into, no band, no ring can save your soul can redeem you, can change you from the inside out. Only Jesus can do that. So that's why we make such a big deal. That's why we celebrate baptism. We want to mark what matters most. We want to mark what ultimately matters most to us. We want everyone we know to have the opportunity to say yes to Jesus and to be baptized, to display that Jesus is their way. So that's actually what we're going to do now. I'm not going to talk about baptism much longer. I want to give you the opportunity. If you have made Jesus your way, to put that on display and say, I want everyone to know. I want everyone here to know. I want the world to know. I'm not perfect. I don't have it all figured out. In fact, I need God more than maybe I'm willing to admit. But Jesus is my way. That's the way I'm going in this life. And I want to put that on display. That's what we're going to do here in a moment. Now, I want to say a couple words about baptism because, again, that's kind of the story, the history of baptism. That leads us to now, this very moment. A couple thoughts before we celebrate baptism today. Uh, first thing I should say is if you were baptized as an infant, maybe you were baptized as a child. A lot of folks in our church were baptized by, uh, as an infant by their parents. That was an awesome, beautiful moment. Uh, you had no say in that. You had nothing, like you literally didn't get a vote in that one. You looked super cute. The white dress was awesome. The bow tie was super cute. We have great pictures of it. But the the, the thing is, what your parents were doing is similar to John's baptism. It was a way of saying, we want you. Our intention is that you would say yes to Jesus. It was like a baptism of preparation. And so to be baptized today, maybe if you were baptized as an infant, it doesn't nullify what your parents did for you years ago. In fact, it completes it. It says, your intention is now made complete in me saying Jesus is my way. And I want to put that on display. Do you get the difference between the two? It's actually a beautiful thing to share with your family if you were baptized as an infant. And I should also probably say this too. Um, There's nothing special or magical about this water. I tell you this every time we do baptism. This is Lake Michigan water, okay? So you need to be praying for these folks on multiple levels, all right? That God would protect them or heal them from any disease that they may get from Lake Michigan water, right? We don't fly this in from Rome. We don't pull it from the Jordan River and have it shipped here. The water is a symbol. You know that, right? It's just a symbol. And where John's was for repentance, this is for declaration that I have been buried and brought into New life with Jesus. It's a beautiful symbol. He has washed my sin, and I want the world to know I've been made new. I've been made whole. I've been made complete. I've been made clean in Jesus. And that water, what a beautiful symbol for that 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 is. And as you come out of that water, that's your declaration. This is what's really going on in here. So that's a word about the water. Now, about some specifics and logistics. Um, We're going to baptize a bunch of folks that didn't know that they're going to get baptized today. That's gonna happen. You and maybe maybe you today. And you may be thinking, okay, hold up. Like these are my Sunday clothes. Like I got a little dressed up, or this is my Sunday Bears jersey. Like I I don't want to get this wet. <laughs> okay, I, totally makes that makes legitimate sense to me. Our team has thoughtfully worked through every single detail. There's literally not a thing they haven't thought of. They have shirts. They have shorts, they have underwear, they have hair products, they have every, and in every size. They got it all in every size so that there is no obstacle or resistance to keep you from saying yes and putting on display that Jesus is your way. It's pretty awesome, actually, the way they've done it. And for anyone who walks out here to get baptized, they're gonna meet you out in the hallway, they're gonna pray with you, they're gonna celebrate with you, and you're gonna see this whole church celebrate you making Jesus your way way today. So there's not a thing we haven't thought of, we've been doing this for a little while now, that would keep you from getting baptized today. We don't want you to miss this moment. Don't hold out for some perfect moment and miss this present moment right now, okay? Last thing, and then I want to get to it. And I had to talk to management about this, but today and today only, we are running a two-for-one special, all right? If, we, if you have <laughs> told this joke every single time, it's a two-for-one special, if you are a couple or engaged or married, and maybe one of you hasn't ever been baptized or neither of you've been baptized before, or you want to say, we want the world to know that Jesus is our way. We want to baptize you together. It's a powerful, beautiful moment for you to mark as a couple, as you come up out of the water and see, that's what's at the center of our relationship, is Jesus. So if you are here, as a couple, you're engaged, you're married, and you want to be baptized together today, don't delay. Offer's only good for today, all right? So you can, and this is 1230 service. Operators are standing by, but this is a limited time offer, okay? So if you want to be baptized as a couple today, you can do that. And then last thing is this: if someone next to you feels prompted and is ready to, to display that Jesus is their way, and you know them, they came with you, you're a friend of them, go back with them. Don't let them walk through this alone. We're going to celebrate them as a church, but it would be so meaningful for you to walk with them, pray for them, stand with them. And if you know someone up here who's getting baptized, come up here and support them. Come stand with them to let them know that you were with them and for them as Jesus is their way. Just don't block the camera shots. That's the only thing uh, we ask. But come on up here and we would love to have you do that. And I don't want to, I'm going to pray here in a second. When I say amen, that's when we are uh, going to send anyone who wants to get baptized back. But I I do want to say this. I believe that there are folks here today that have yet to say yes to Jesus. Maybe you did as a kid, but you, like Morgan's story, you walked away. It's been years since you felt close or committed to God. And I wanna say today, I want you to say yes to Jesus. That's first and foremost, that's most important. I want to give the opportunity to say yes to Jesus or to come back home to Jesus today and to mark that moment by being baptized as well. What a powerful thing. Just like these disciples of John say, yep, that's it, that's my way, and I want to be baptized today. So I want to give you an opportunity when we pray to do just that. We say it here all the time. Baptism is what transformation looks like in public. This world can be, it can be tough. It can chew you up and spit you out, beat you down. And if you're like me, you wonder sometimes, is there any hope, any sign of goodness in this world? You're about to be overwhelmed by the transforming love of God. My hope is, my hunch is, you're gonna walk out of this place with a soul overflowing, with the overwhelming evidence of God's goodness and love as transformation is put on display. So let's stand together. Let me pray for you. And then we're gonna... Invite anyone and everyone, anyone and everyone who wants to be baptized today to do that. Talked with the family at the last service. Uh, they got baptized as a family two years ago. Whole family got baptized in one day. How powerful is that? And they're just so excited to be here today, praying for you as you listen to say yes to God. So I'm going to ask you, if you close your eyes, open your heart, and I just want to start by saying this. I want to say, if there is anyone here today who wants to say yes to Jesus, don't miss this moment. You've been, God, I know there are folks here who've been walking around kind of, Kicking the tires of faith. And maybe for you, you still have a lot of questions. Me too. Maybe for you, you, uh, you've been hurt, wounded, maybe even by the church. Or you got issues with organized religion. I get it. But you know that this is about more than that. This is about Jesus. You keep coming back around Jesus. And his invitation, his offer still stands for you. He says, I've come to give you life and life to the fullest. I've already said yes to you. Will you say yes to me? And so God, I pray for anyone and everyone here right now. That's the whole reason they came today is to say yes to you. They may not realize it, but God, you've orchestrated elements and uh, things and circumstances in their life to get them right here, right now in this moment. And God, today I pray would be the day that they say yes to you. They would have the courage to confess right now in this moment that they've made a mess of their life. They cannot figure it out on their own, that they'd be willing to admit that they need you and that they would call out to you and cry out to you right now in their own words. And I pray anyone here right now who wants to say yes to Jesus, you just do it right now. You say, Jesus, I need you, or Jesus, I'm coming back home. I've walked so far away. Thank you that you opened your arms up to me. You welcomed me back as your son and your daughter. In the same words that you said to Jesus at his baptism, you are now saying to me that I am your son, I am your daughter, and you are so pleased. You love, and you're so pleased in who I am. And so God, I pray that people would say yes to you today. And God, for anyone that says yes to you right now in this moment that calls out and says, I want the life that you have for me, Jesus, or for anyone who said it in their past, but hasn't said yes to baptism. I pray right now today, they would say yes to you. They wouldn't delay. They wouldn't hesitate, but they would put on display that you are their way. God, thank you. This isn't about a peer pressure thing. This isn't about any of that sort of stuff. This is just about responding to your spirit moving right now in this place and in our lives. And we don't want to miss that. So God, I pray right now you would give us the courage to say yes to you and to be baptized today. So God, I pray for my brothers and sisters that they would do so now, right now. They would feel that stirring in their heart and they would respond with their feet and walk right out to be baptized. We pray this by the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Right now, anyone who wants to get baptized just walk right out. You're going to feel loved and supported, seen and known right now. Don't hesitate. Don't wait. Don't wait for next Sunday. There's not another service after this one. We want to baptize you right now today. Head straight to the back, to the lobby. Our team will meet with you. We want to celebrate transformation with you.